Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. So ridiculously excited that you're here today. Woo, you are in for a doozy of an episode today because it's a little outside of the norm of what normally happens on the show. Uh, and in that, it is phenomenal. Such an interesting conversation today, which I'll get into in a moment. This podcast is here for highly ambitious women entrepreneurs who are really passionate about growing their businesses and themselves. And therefore, on the show, you're going to be hearing interviews with women about either their topical expertise so that you can take it and use that expertise in growing your business and or women who are sharing parts of their stories so that you know that you are not alone in this ridiculously imperfect, perfect, messy awesome journey of business building. And as all of that relates to today's episode, it's all about sex. Sex, intimacy, play, creativity. They are all incredibly important parts of who we are as women. And yet sometimes as we walk along this crazy business journey, we can forget that these parts of ourselves need nourishment. We get caught up in the to-dos, the launches, the stresses, and the strategies of business growth that we can become a bit disconnected to the sexual beings that we are. That's why I'm bringing the amazing Amber Holly back on the show today. Amber is a licensed couples therapist who has run her group practice Fremont Counseling Services for years now. She also has an online company called Couples Fix with a related podcast where she supports ambitious couples who want to thrive in their relationships and their work. And so today, Amber and I are having a really awesome conversation about the difference between sex and intimacy, why the orgasm isn't always necessarily the goal. We talk about the most common sexual challenges that highly ambitious couples have. She also shares strategies for more and better sex. And we talk about practical reasons why having a healthy sex life actually helps you grow your business. Ultimately, Amber shares how playfulness and fun are so vital to enlivening you as a woman and therefore how you show up to your business. So let's get into this very cool conversation with Amber. Girl, we are back and we are talking about sex. I mean, there's a gazillion reasons to have you back on my show. But this is one of the most compelling, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> and you're back here because we had the whole conversation uh, a couple episodes ago about relationship and that dance between business, we kind of running our businesses and our intimate relationships. And we kind of touched upon the sex life and what is there. And then after we got off the recording, we were like, there's more there. There's more well, there. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's the thing. We talked a lot more, I think, about the money side of things and yeah. the other parts of balancing your life, so to speak. But sex is a huge piece of this. I mean, it's a huge piece of a long-term relationship and we could really do like an eight-parter, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to get it one and done. Unlike how I, I want mean, your sex life to be. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, we're really already starting with all yes. of the, all the puns. So... The intention of this conversation, I want to make this clear, is to speak from a place, speak with the expert, the expert that you, who I consider an expert, who deals with very high-driving, ambitious couples all the time in their intimate lives. And therefore, because of that ambition, you 
that's every single woman listening to this right now. We are ambitious. We are in our businesses. We're either, you know, in the first phases of starting them up. Most of us are well beyond the startup phase and in the groove of business and changing and all that sort of stuff. And so my intention is to have you give some insight as to how we can, I mean, for lack of a better description, not let our sex lives die while we grow our businesses and allow ourselves to be holistically fulfilled women as we go along this journey. So let me start with this. What do you think is, as it relates to the bedroom, what do you think is one of the most common experiences or complaints or issues that you see your clients come with in general, like as it comes to, you know, what's happening in their sex life. And then obviously because they are typically businesswomen, like what's the most common thing that we're talking about? I see a couple different things. I see one is that people are prioritizing everything else because they, it demands so much of their attention and energy and they give it all. And then at the end of the day, they're like, I have nothing left to give. And this could be both partners. This could be one partner. You know, it depends on the dynamic. But that's a very common dynamic that I see. It's like, think like, okay, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I like sex. It's fun. And, and so I'll give it what's left at the end of the day. And then there's nothing left at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and these are real priorities. These are real things. These are, you know, your business, especially if you're in growth mode or you're in a launch or the partner has a job that they're working and they're in a particularly hectic season. There's just a lot of demands. Then if you have children, you know, the demands of the children, I mean, that never goes away. And there's always things to do and activity. It feels like every week there's a new activity or a new thing or a school thing or birthday parties. It's just go, go, go. It just feels like there's so much to do. Then there's taking care of yourself, seeing friends, seeing family, doing family time, cleaning the house, managing the house, you know, like it just keeps going and going, going. And then it's like, okay, I just want to, I guess what I hear a lot is I just want to sit down and I just want to like veg out and I don't, I'm done. Like I have nothing left for it. Yeah. And if they do manage to have sex, it's very much like, okay, let's just get this over with. <laughs> so it's not like, like very goal oriented. Like, let's have that orgasm. And maybe the woman, yeah. maybe she has that <laughs> as well. And then it's done. Check that off the list. Good. We, exactly. we did it. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, Hey, that feels better than nothing. And yes. sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes it is. Yeah. So I see that a lot. I see that. The other piece of it is I think that a lot of people, and I don't even know that this is a conscious thing, but I've had quite a few people articulate that they just look at it differently. It's like once they get married and especially once they have children, they just don't see themselves in the same way sexually, like they kind of tame it down because then it becomes like we're making love instead of any other <laughs> euphemism or having sex. It's, it just becomes more romantic love or more loving, I should say. And that's not necessarily bad, but sometimes that doesn't necessarily bring out your wanting to be creative and having fun and making it like a really enjoyable thing. So as you were talking, here's what keeps coming up in my mind. And I'm going to postulate on this. I have no scientific evidence behind saying this, but this is mostly from personal experience. I think that when we as women are really like in the juice of our businesses and our minds are there, our energy is there, our hearts are there, it takes a lot of what I'm going to label as masculine energy to do it, you know, to 
to do all the things, to build, build, build. And I'm not saying that in the sense of hustle. It just takes that masculine energy of like growth, growth, growth. And somewhere along the way that diminishes a very feminine energy, which is sexual and I guess connection to sexual self is really what I'm trying to say. Because we're sort of always in this like, no, we need to produce, we need to achieve, we need to grow, we need to hit these milestones. And even though there's a ton of creativity in doing that, there is a little bit of a detachment from this like in the body sexual movement because it's oftentimes not directly related to our businesses. And I think that that is an underlying issue. And then on top of that, you've got layered all the like to do's in life, the, you know, the kids, all the responsibilities, but like, it's really that it's that underlying disembodiment almost from our own sense of sexuality. And it becomes the norm. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely a piece of it for sure, because you're right. It's interesting because when it comes to like sex and intimacy, so those are two very different things, but they kind of work together sometimes they work against each other. So first off, let's just go to like sex and arousal. You need to be relaxed in order to be aroused. And so that's kind of that weird little thing. So if you're so stressed out and go, 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 you're not in a place where you're like, okay, I can be in this place of feeling relaxed enough to be in a space where I want to be aroused and I want to have fun with my partner. So you have to figure out how to do that, right? So that's one thing. And then the other piece of that is you need to have separateness. Intimacy is connectedness. This is this emotional intimacy and connection that we have with our partner. But we also need to have a little bit of separateness. So I either see people who are, they're like super connected and again, like very positive, like good friends or there's like cuddling and romance and there's this nice connection, but there's not any separateness in like this heat, like this, I want to be attracted or, you know, like kind of take each other. You have to be separate from each other. But the problem is too much separateness does not allow the connection. And so Mm. that's, I think what you're talking about is, you know, you're so focused on all of these things that you're doing, it's like, yes, you need to shift the energy to slow down and connect and be in that sensual space. And I think it's a hard balance sometimes for people to get to that. And yeah, you probably don't feel like your feminine self. Like I am, I am in my feminine power and I'm feeling in my body and I'm feeling connected and I'm feeling sexual because really I'm probably either in that business mode and I'm in go mode. And like you said, a little more of that masculine energy, or I'm in caretaker mode if there are yes. children, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to be in caretaker mode. And so that gives a lot of nurturance and love and it's very loving, but it's not sexual. So right. yeah, it's like, how, how do you find space for all of that? Cause you need all of it. So what kind of advice do you give to your clients and to every woman listening on how to make the time for that stuff? Because it feels very anti-productive. <laughs> non-produ- <laughs> it feels very non-productive. And I could see, <clears throat> perhaps because I've you know been in the space before, but I could see where many of us who consider ourselves very hard-driving, very ambitious women sort of get to this place where it's like, okay, yeah, 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 babe, we got to make time for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it can be really easy to have all those little baby decisions to just not pay attention to it add up to whatever. It's not that important right now. So how do we really put time and attention on it and also be in the space to grow our business? Like how do we, how do we do all of that? And why do we need to? 
So I'll start with the why first, because I think this is the thing we're like, Hey, we have a great partnership. I'm in a great space with my spouse and I think they understand what we're doing and we're, we're working towards this goal as a family and we're growing the business and this is supporting our life. And like, we have all these dreams and adventures and all this stuff and it makes sense. And we just think they understand. And so sometimes, a lot of times I'll get people who have been supremely unhappy with their sex life for a very long time, but they don't really talk about it. And both men and women. So this is not like, I mean, I think we always assume the men are the unhappy ones, but I've seen it both ways. And this happens with both genders. They feel like, oh, my partner understands, or we're occasionally like, you know, maybe a couple times a month we're having that, you know, perfunctory sex, like, all right, we get in there, we do it, we had orgasms, and then we're watching TV or whatever. And so, because <laughs> the to goal, as usual, yes, right? which is very, we're very goal oriented, you know? So it's like, well, here's the goal is orgasm, which actually is part of the problem. Like, if that's the goal, right? The goal isn't connection. And we think, like, okay, we get it, it's good enough, and there's so all this other good stuff. And the problem can be like, if that's fine, if both of you are in that place of genuinely feeling like, I'm okay with it, my sex drive isn't that high right now, because you know, sex drive fluctuates, and some people just have a lower desire for sex, and other people have a higher desire. And so I see a lot of couples with like desire discrepancy. And so that causes a problem in a relationship, but nobody's really talking about it because they, oddly enough, it's like this uncomfortable thing. You're making yourself very vulnerable. Plus I hear from a lot of women, like, I don't want to bring it up because I really don't want to hear that they're wanting more sex mm-hmm. <laughs> or they already can tell that they want more, se- their partner wants more sex. Right. And they're like, I just don't have it in me. I think we think, oh, they'll hold out. We'll just get through this period of our life and it'll be fine. And that's actually not what I see. I see people building up resentment, feeling rejected. And that part, like you were said in the beginning, like withering on the vine, like the sex life is dying and it needs to be nurtured because this is a big piece of a long-term relationship. Now, again, I want to go back to if both people in the relationship are totally fine with not having sex be a major part of their relationship, it's not about you need to go and have a certain amount of sex. That's not what I'm saying. But my experience is a lot of people, they're not on the same page with it. Right, right. Right. And so it's one of those pieces of, yeah, I think we think, oh, okay, you know, as long as we have the occasional orgasm, we're fine. And it's like, well, but sex is much more than that. And then there's fulfilling sex, right? You never want to have sex when you don't want to, because mm-hmm. you'll be resentful. And resentment, it just eats away at a relationship. But we got to sometimes say like, okay, let me put some effort in here. Let me, you know, like, you know, it's, some, it's the same thing of like other things we do in our life. We're like, okay, I'm not really 100% in the mood, but you know what? It's been too long and I want to do this with my partner. Right, right. Because if they feel that you're not into it, that's also not enjoyable. Right. You may think they were fine with that, but that's not really very enjoyable. Yeah, it's just a really important thing to be having those discussions. And it, it's hard for people to be honest about that because they feel like they're hurting their partner's feelings and no one wants to do that. No one wants to be like, well, yeah, actually the sex isn't very enjoyable because then people get very reactive and you need to be in a place where you're not going to get like, oh, so you've never enjoyed sex. You know, you need to be able to have that conversation to kind of figure it out. But it is an important piece. And one day, you know, your business will still be there. Your kids will move out. 
you will be left with your partner. And this is such a great part of our relationships. And so I just think it's one of those things to kind of nurture and have discussions about. From the couples that you have seen who have been able to transform this part of their relationship and therefore have it impact how they are together as a whole, what has worked? Like, give me some very specific strategies for yeah we're so goal oriented give me some strategies for the sex life um (laughs) like give me some strategies that you have suggested and and have worked for them along the way so that we don't get into this place of just putting our heads down and going and really like honoring the fact that our sexuality our sexual relationships are worth our time along this journey yes because it's a huge piece of our being one i just want to say as a caveat If you're in a place in your relationship where you're not having sex because you guys are really disconnected and resentful, then this advice might not be as helpful because you need to address that, I feel. Like I said a little bit ago, having sex when you do not want to or you're feeling resentful is a recipe for disaster. That's where I see people just end up going their separate ways or you know, affairs, although affairs can happen for many reasons. So that needs to be addressed. So I'm assuming you're a willing participant and you want to, it's just, you're really tired or, you know, maybe it's just not as fun for you. And women kind of can be like this. We, I think more than men were able to go without and be in this other zone and not always miss it as much. I hear that from a lot of women, like, Mm. ah, it's all right. Like I like it, but it's like, we shut it off. Yes. You know, yes. and and again, not that we don't miss it. And there are plenty of women that are highly sexual and they want it just as much. So it's not about that's weird or anything. That's normal. But we do have this ability to kind of shut it off. And so you need to make sure that you're not leaving it for the last thing always. Sometimes you have to schedule it. And I've had many clients who are like, well, then it's not organic and it's not you know, it just feels so like, ugh, I'm scheduling sex. It's like, well, would you rather have no sex or would you rather have scheduled sex? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's like, uh-huh. oh, I don't want to eat a nice dinner unless uh, unless it just organically happens. It's like, <laughs> what? You can still have a really enjoyable dinner. In fact, planning makes it more enjoyable sometimes. That's <laughs> so hilarious. There's anticipation, right? Like yeah. you can get excited about and thinking about it. Sometimes we actually have to schedule it. Also understanding how you work. If you are waiting till 11 o'clock at night when you're totally spent to have sex, uh, if you do have it, if you choose to, it's probably going to be that 10, 15 minute wham, bam. Yeah. All right. That was good. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sometimes that's still great. Well, and this is where I love, I, I love you talking about that scheduling because I actually believe that this is where we as entrepreneurs have an immense amount of freedoms, we get to make our own schedules. We don't have a boss telling us that we need to go in at 8.30 in the morning to 4.30 at night or whatever the schedule is now. I'm so out of the, the <laughs> corporate game. Can you what tell? What do all those people with the, with those other jobs do? <laughs> I, I, I said like nine to five a while ago and they're like, honey, it's been like eight to five for so long now. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but this is amazing. So, you know, my husband and I, pretty regularly will do like a daytime date, you know? Yes. And just make time for each other at like noon or, you know, any time that we're just like, hey, do you got an hour? You want to go on a walk? And I'm not there definitely, you know, are pockets of sexual times in there. And it, it is also just like, we have so much freedom to be able to not have to wait until 11 o'clock at night. And so yes. I'm hearing you say like, just make that a priority. Like, 
allow it to be like, yeah, we could do any time during the weekdays or the weekends or whatever it is where we can make it a priority for each other. Yeah. And that's something, even when I have people who, I have some high achievers who are working you know, in places where they have to be there like really long hours too. We're yeah. talking like, I mean, sure it's everywhere, but especially Silicon Valley, like really long hours. But this is where it's like, we have it in a box. Like we do this and then at night we have our sex and we go to bed and it's yeah. like, okay, but maybe not. So that's a one that I do suggest a lot is morning sex. Doing that before, it's kind of like exercise, before all of the excuses of Start the day. Start your day right, ladies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and so you know, even if your partner works a different kind of job, like if you can have a lunch hour, you know, you can go and do that. And so there's this funny thing. And I think we were talking about this elsewhere where there is a biological reason why men fall asleep after sex. And so like, it definitely can be one of those things that makes you fall asleep, but it also can be this thing that energizes you. It's depending on what time of day you do it. So it can be one of those things where we just have to stop thinking about it only, we only regale sex to at night. Opening up your schedule, I think is hugely important. Putting on the schedule, opening up your schedule. Another thing I hear a lot from couples is like, I don't want to have sex when the kids are in the house and they're awake. And it's like, oh, well, boy, you're really like limiting, you're cutting yourself off at the knees there, right? And people get really uncomfortable with, you know, some people, like I make the suggestion, like we'll put on music, they'll get the idea, like anything, you're kind of training them, like you go do your thing, I go do my thing. Lock the door. You lock the door, yes. Get a lock on your door. Uh-huh. And and some people are very uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Now, I wish people would push themselves a little bit on that uncomfortability. And at the same time, if you are at, I, people are adamantly, I'm never going to do that. Like, even if you put the kids in the playroom with a movie and snacks and all the <laughs> things that would make them happy, they're just there not are no sharp, do it. sharp objects around. We're yes. good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Team. And yeah, okay, fine. If you're not going to do that, then you need to start figuring out a different way. Like, because I don't know if your kids go to bed at nine o'clock and then it's like, are you do you have energy at that point? Yeah. Or what I hear a lot is like, oh, well, then they go to bed and then I kind of clean everything up. And it's like, well, then you need to change up your schedule somehow. You need to figure out something and not put everything ahead of sex. Like, Again, oh, yeah, like but then I won't be set up for the next done. day. Yeah. It's like, right. oh, I won't be set up for the next day. Well, so what? Wing it or set the day up at six o'clock and then do it. But I guess I would like people to kind of not put as many barriers on like when and how, yeah. because one, it's more fun because we need to spice it up a little bit. Yes. And two, it's like, you're putting so many restrictions. It makes it really hard. I think just questioning that. Talk about the impact a creative and fun sex life can have on our businesses and how we show up there. Because it feels like the time spent to make it creative and juicy and fun competes with the time that we want to put towards our business. So I really want to, I don't want to put those things opposing. I want to hear how both of them actually impact each other. So as we, you know, put the time and energy into our sex life, how does that impact our business? Well, and I think we touched on this in the last episode the more connected we are, the more that we're feeling so happy in our relationship. I think that just gives us more energy in general because it's a really important relationship in our life. And so if we're feeling satisfied and we're feeling like in our sexual being and we're feeling creative and fun and playful, and I think that's the piece. When you're adding more playfulness to your relationship, because that's a huge piece. We're so into the like my schedule and all the stuff. And yes. it's like you're having more fun and being playful. 
that just translates to you being more playful and having more fun. I think that makes for better entrepreneurship as well. It's like when we're so in the serious and the like, go, 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 it's everything's a chore and a routine. And it's just, okay, now I got to do this and get up and do it again. And it's like, is that why we became entrepreneurs or did we want to create a different kind of lifestyle for ourselves? And, and I think creativity is just fueled by creativity. It's not like, I think sometimes people are like, oh, well, I have all this creativity. And then when it wears out, I just need to wait for it to replenish. It's like, no, I think creativity (laughs) begets creativity. Playfulness begets playfulness. Fun begets fun. I love that. And I love that under the banner of sex is one of the many areas that we can talk about infusing your life with more playfulness and more fun and more creativity because it impacts everything else. I love that. And that is ridiculously common in most of the women that I talk to and that I know, myself included. I'm like, I need to be more playful. Like I need to have more times that aren't so scheduled and productive. And like, let me just like, oh, I've got an hour. Like what fun thing can I do that has no bearing? It's not going to like check anything off of a list, (laughs) right? Yes. huge. I know. And it's funny. Like when I go to events, I have so much fun and I, maybe I'm not being serious enough. Like I mean, maybe I'm supposed to be more of an adult. I don't know. You are very fun to be at an event with. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But it's like, I love dancing and just laughing and I laugh so much and I have such a good time. I'm going to admit there are times that I've done that and I'm like, wow. I have not done this in a long time. Mm. That is not good, you know, because we all, we're human too. So we can't always be, you know, the sexual goddess (laughs) having all the fun all the time, but realizing that. And so I know like when I get energized by that, I come home energized. And Mm. so when you think about those times in your life, like going out with friends, this is why I do think it's important, which, you know, I know people feel like, oh, here's another thing. I'm not telling you have to do this, but going out and taking care of yourself allows you to show up and have that energy and be fun. But if we're only doing like, well, it's all my shoulds and look at me being so responsible. It's not irresponsible to have fun. It's not irresponsible to, you know, be creative and have playful sex with your partner. You know, these are I mean, what's the point of life? It's like the fun, it's the best parts. And Esther Perel talks about this, like American society is very we're very goal oriented. We're very like, we're into our work ethic thing and we forget to be playful and have fun and the importance of that and the value of that, that it really enriches our lives Mm -hmm. and makes it more fulfilling, makes our relationships more fulfilling, makes us feel more fulfilled. And so I think really getting to a place of saying like, I know that making this a more of a priority is going to make me feel happier as a person. And it's not always easy to do when you're in that, that rut or when you're having a lot of demands. And I think you have to have grace with yourself. You know, if you're in the middle of a launch, it would be great if you guys went and got a hotel room for a few hours, if you need it, if you can't do it when the kids are awake, (laughs) you know, like instead of forego the movie, go do something else, you know, do it and have some fun and have some sex. It actually will energize you. But if you're not in that place, don't do that. And then just wait and, but then start to build it in. So start to schedule it, start to have that time together. Amber, I want to ask in your experience and therefore in your opinion, how can we as highly ambitious, hard-driving women, how can we get more connected to our own sense of sexuality and therefore everything that comes with that, the play, the joy, the fun, the, de- the desire, like all of that stuff? How can we 
take some practical steps to get more in touch with that and more infused with her? So that is such a good question. I think getting back in touch or getting in touch with your sexual self is a really important piece of this. And so some of my suggestions would be one, one would be to get in your body more. And you can do that in many different ways. That would be anything that kind of takes you out of your head and back into your body. So physical touch, whether that's self-touch, and I'm not just talking about masturbation. This could be like self-massage, but masturbation as well, like for those who are open to it. And it's a great way to kind of figure out what you enjoy and to explore your own sexuality yourself. And then, of course, there's self-massage. There's going to get massages. Anything that brings you back into your body, that can be exercise, exploring touch more with your partner. So sometimes we think about like, okay, we're going to have sex tonight. And then there's nothing that happens until like right when you're ready to, okay, now we're ready. There's no foreplay throughout the day. And I think that building that anticipation and so touching each other in a different way than normal, the extra long kiss or touching each other as you pass by each other, anything that kind of changes it up or sets the tone and kind of gets you in that mood, being sexual and flirtatious. This is an important piece. So it's not just a, okay, we're going to regale all the erotic stuff to when we're having sex, but actually making that a part of your day. And that's, you know, that's fun and it's enjoyable. Another thing I would say is to cultivate a fantasy life that can be just in your mind where you fantasize. Again, you could take a bath and fantasize and then come to your partner and share it or not share it. Sometimes keeping something to yourself and just being in the mood and going forth, that's a huge thing that allows you to own your own sexuality. You can journal. Some people like to write out their fantasies. You could read erotic material. You could watch erotic movies. And I'm not, again, not necessarily talking about porn here, you know, talking about something that you just kind of makes you feel sexier. And sharing your fantasies with your partner, too. You know, some fantasies you can keep for yourself because there's something you know, fun about that, but then also sharing it and kind of exploring it. And there's a difference between fantasizing and doing. Just because you fantasize about something doesn't mean you have to do it. But I do think it's part of opening up those horizons, like we said, you know, getting out of the box with how we look at sexuality and and becoming a little bit more of a sexual being again. And then do things that make you feel sexy. So whether that's, you know, wearing certain clothes that just make you feel good about yourself. I mean, you everybody knows that. Like on those days where you have to go talk to a client or you're giving a talk or something. Like you, when you wear stuff that makes you feel good, it just radiates. And so finding stuff that makes you feel sexy. What one person finds sexy is completely different to another. So this is really about self-discovery and just owning that it doesn't have to look a certain way. But for a lot of people you know, like maybe it's lingerie. Some people it's not at all, but finding like something silky or sexy, something sensuous, sleeping naked, anything like that, anything where you're kind of setting the tone for yourself throughout the day. Again, this isn't a, let me only put this into, you know, the 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. hour and just expect that all of a sudden that switch is going to flip on and now I'm my erotic self. So that would be some of my suggestions. And being open and connected to that conversation within yourself and with your partner. Yeah. And not thinking that there's something wrong with you because you want to do that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. So I, I think, I don't know when in my sexual history I realized this, but as such a, a woman who has always been 100% the leader of my life and this is what I'm going to go after, anything I put my mind to, that's it. My sex life, I'm that woman who I'm like, I am so used to taking charge of everything else in my life. Like yeah. this is one area where I just, and this isn't 100% of the time, but like, you know, just you take charge. I just want you to take charge. I don't want to have to. And, and yeah. that I want that in my case, that masculine, like I got you, babe, kind of a yes. thing. Right. And that is a massive turn on. Um, again, it's not all the time, but it is. And it's so funny, but not having a judgment about that was something I had to think yeah. through and really process. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm like this kind of a woman and that Demi Moore? <laughs> I like... secretly want to be a 50s housewife. No, it's like, <laughs> oh no, my God, that's not what that means. Yeah. That's not what that means. There's a reason Vin Diesel is sexy. <laughs> Just me? Uh, just me? Yeah. But it's, it, it's all of that. It's, again, just really like being open and honest with yourself about what it is, not letting it mean anything about yes. you. It's and fantasy. It's total fantasy and play and, um, and allowing yourself to be in conversation with your partner about all of that stuff. And again, I really uh, constantly want to bring this back to... I mean, because look, this conversation is so universal for every part of our lives through the lens of business, and that's the focus of the podcast, is I feel like as it relates to how we can continue to show up for ourselves in our business, this is a massive and often invisible, or i.e. not talked about, part of who we are and how we show up to the world and how we show up to those we want to serve and, and how we show up to how we do our business. And I feel like if we really take the time to explore and have fun with and get creative with and give life to and energy to our sex life and our sexuality, then that playfulness and that creativity and that energy really translates into everything that we're doing in business. I do too. And I think, yeah, it's being fulfilled as the person. And the more that we can feel like that whole person and enjoy all of those parts. I just think it makes for a better, yeah, it's going to make everything easier. And it just makes us feel like this is all worth it. And this is, you know, I think when one piece of our life becomes too important, it's not good, you know, and I know everybody hates the word balance and I don't mean balance as an equal, but there needs to be this kind of I think of it always as a circle. I always think of like support. And I think of it as we need to have all of these things in our lives and we can't have them all, you know, on a 10 at all times kind of thing, but we need to be more holistic as a person. And when we do that, I think it just helps us so much because, you know, feeling more fulfilled and feeling like we are giving to more than just our business helps stave off burnout. It helps us kind of keep things in perspective. It helps us, like we said, I think it does actually make you more creative. And when you are kind of acknowledging both this, you know, masculine energy and feminine energy within yourself, I think that's the best of both worlds where we, where we do see more creativity about, otherwise it's like, oh, I have to do it this way. I have to do business this way. I have to you know, make things this way. And it's like, no, there are so many ways, but we get caught in these boxes, you know? So it's like, let's broaden what our options are to us. And then I think it just allows us to 
make decisions that are more supportive of who we are and how we want to show up in the world. So just enough with the boxes. I'm about circles. (laughs) (laughs) Circles, people. All the circles. Yeah. My brain was going back to another dirty joke. I I was just thinking circle like the O. Is that what you're It's all about the O? That's what I'm going to name this episode. It's all about the O. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Amber, thank you so much. I'm, I'm just really grateful that you specifically are the one having this conversation because I feel like it's an invisible conversation. And yeah. when we are learning or hearing stuff about, you know, enlivening our sex life, being more connected to sexual beings, it's never in connection with how we run our business and what we're doing in business. And and yeah. I think that this space, the overlap of those two is so important. So um, yeah. I am sincerely appreciative that you are here talking about it. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. 